three, two, one. And hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN After Live. I am Jay Wade. And I am Kaylin. And holy shit, fuck Batman. If we got one today, we are now on episode number 20 of this SEN Live After Show. Moving right along. And uh, it's it's been a slow week in everyone's lives. Um, the crews here on SEN, or SEN Live, rather, uh... Uh, they've been they've been uh, two person crews keeping the distance in there in the studio. Understandable, um, but but it's been really fun. Uh, it's been a really fun week, and we are going to get right into that here in a second. But Kalen, we're going to start off here off the top because we uh, we got some critiques and some uh, some notes from Christian on our show this week. Yeah, so he brought up that he he listened to the show, which is great. That's wonderful. That means we have a listener. Um, yes. But he did say, uh, which, I mean, to an extent, I guess I agree with, um, sometimes, sometimes I don't, uh, that we didn't, we don't, he wants us to focus on SEN a little more. Um, But as uh, our listeners probably know, number one, we get off track really easily. Yes. (laughs) Um, Number two, Kaylin sometimes drinks while we record. Um. Exhibit A, and by Exhibit A, I'm holding up my Angry Orchard that I'm currently consuming. <laughs> um, and also, we aren't professionals at this. <laughs> we started. Sometimes this- we get a little off track, and some sometimes we yes. <laughs> sometimes we overthink things. Which which one of the critiques, which I think is the main critique that Christian had, was um, that you know that that yeah us us. It, uh, showcasing our personalities and just shooting the shit amongst ourselves a little bit at the start of the show. Uh, although that is a good thing, perhaps we do it a little bit too long and too much. Um, I can I, I can see that. I can understand that. We have gotten a little carried away and, and, and gone on rambling about our own things, uh, which then does deviate us slightly away from an SEN live after show. Um I, I do, I mean, he's right. Uh, it, you know, he, he had said, you know, about five minutes at the beginning of us, just our own little personal interaction, how you doing, uh, uh, maybe 10 minutes because we get off track. Um, but, yes, he makes a valid point. Um, there was that one episode where we went on for quite a <laughs> while. Uh, the, 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 it ended up being 45 minutes of us shooting the shit, mainly Kalen rambling on. Um, and then, and that was 45 minutes, but what you guys didn't know is that I had cut out 15 minutes of Kaylin's rambling per her request, just so you guys don't think I'm just being that way. She had told me to, but, but it was an hour of, of us just shooting the shit and talking about crazy college stuff. So... (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the episode he's referring to is the one where we ended up talking about college and dorms and all of that. Um, And I think the other thing that happens is we oftentimes build our notes off of the show we're watching, but we don't go back and reference SEN because it's like they talk about something and then we're like, oh, my God, I need to talk about this. But we never go back and reference them, even though they are what triggered that thought, whatever that thought was. 
So yeah, and, um, and, we don't always translate that so well. Yeah. And, and one, th- another thing, you know, um, uh, Christian had mentioned, um, uh, you know, bringing up more of specific things that, you know, he, well, he was saying that he was wanting to hear what we thought of specific things that happened, specific bits, uh, things like that, which, which I completely understand, especially being in an after show. Um, but uh, just to, just to let you a little bit of the, the logic behind, like Kaylin was just saying how, we when we talk about things, they are spawned. Other than the shooting the shit right off the top, where we get a little bit off track. Other than that, what we talk about does come from Essie in life. Um, a lot of it is we we do not want to recap. You know, we don't want to be like, you know, Monday they had this crew on and this is what they did and they talked about this and then this happened and then this person sent in a schmobot. And then they did these impressions, and then Tuesday they did this, and then Wednesday, like, that just kind of is not really what we're looking to do. And I'm not saying that's what Christian suggests we do. I'm just saying, just trying to give a little bit of insight to our thought process here. And the way I've always envisioned this is, like, we're just, like, Kaylin and I, for example, we're just sitting in our living room shooting the shit. And we're just talking about uh, the week of SEN Live. And our logic behind some of the stuff is that, you know, our listeners, they already listened to the same episodes of SCN Live we did. So uh, unless we're going to do specific recaps of specific bits and things, which which Christian makes a valid point there, we do need to start doing more of that. Um, but, you know, it's it's we're not going to sit here and – you know, this is what Christian said about this and rehash everything Christian said and then rehash. Well, and then this is what Kate said in response. So, you know, you all know what they said. So we just kind of start by, you know, uh, dude, they talked about this and it was great. And to us, in my mind, at least that's us giving the nod to you. This is what we're talking about. You know what they talked about on SEN live and how it went down these are kind of how we view it and our expanded thoughts on it. Um, and, and I'm not sure if that's been the right approach. I, I've been okay with that approach, and um, I, I like that approach. But definitely have some things to think about here. And we've and you and I both have already been thinking about some things. And uh, it, I really appreciated his notes. I really, really, really appreciated it. Um, uh, I just, I don't know. It's, you know, imagine you're, you're a pitcher, you're a high school pitcher on your baseball team and your favorite pitcher from your favorite major league team, he sees you pitch and he gives you notes. That's exactly how I felt when Christian was sitting there giving us notes. I, I really appreciated it. Um, and, and we're definitely listening, but I just wanted to say that. I don't know. And, and see, there's a perfect example of how, me especially, I can just start rambling on and on and on. Um. Well, guess what, Jay Wade? What's that? You don't know shit. You don't know shit. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait. You think you know, Kaylin. You think you know, but you don't know shit. <sighs> well, guess what you, you don't, don't know, know shit. shit guess what you don't know shit about? Shit? 
but seriously. Comes out my ass every fucking morning, but I still don't know nothing about it. So, <laughs> what's, I wish I was that regular, but um, what's funny is, in all of that that happened, all Darren could say as he was watching this was, Christian gave me a shout out. <laughs> when I sent in my, uh, my stream lab, when he read the name and he was talking to Roka, he's like, yeah, and her hus- she was uh, in Atlanta with her husband Pookie. And Darren's just like, yes, I got a shout out from Christian. And he hasn't yes, stopped talking about show. that. I got a shout out. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he has not uh, acknowledged what Christian has said. He was just excited that Christian right. mentioned him, which I think is so freaking cute. But, yeah. you know. Um, so we were talking about how every every day this week, Christian only had one person in. And mostly it was Brett. He also had Bonnie in Tuesday, Roka in Wednesday, or I have those backwards. Uh, you're correct. And the other three days were Brett, correct? Or am I wrong? Yep, you are correct. Awesome. Okay. So, um, I really, really dug him and Brett talking. Um, it was, of all the pairings, it was the, I guess, the silliest and funnest. And that's yes. just their personalities. Roka doesn't necessarily get super silly. And with Bonnie, Christian tends to be, I mean, they do get silly, but they also do tend to talk about, you know, big stuff and important stuff and get a little more serious. So I did enjoy him and and Brett. And I loved how just totally, I feel like everyone is mentally breaking down around me. And that was just so exemplified as moments on this show this week um, of just goofy like what the hell just happened like the whole you don't know shit thing going on for like 20 minutes or however long it went that on was for funny. it was you and, don't know shit <laughs> but that's that just seems like that's what's happening everywhere um yeah, yeah that's what's happening on i don't know if you've watched any of screen junkies universe lately but they're doing pre-tapes so they'll do like six pre-tapes all in one day and you can tell when they've hit the end of the day because they're just in hysterics and goofy and whatever. And that's just, so I feel like this week completely exemplified what's been going on in the world. Um, The fact that he won't let Roxy on because she is her grandparents, primary caregiver and he doesn't want to expose her to anything. He doesn't have to. Um, n- not necessarily because of her, but because of exposing her, uh, her grandparents. I mean, you could tell he just, he cares a lot. Um, it sucks for Roxy in terms of financially. It sucks. It sucks for all of them. It sucks for Ben Goddard because he hasn't been able to be there. I-, I don't know what kind of pay they were looking at, but it sucks for him. It sucks for, um, RB3 who isn't there regularly anymore. But, I mean, Christian's doing what he's got to do to keep, you know, keep people safe. Yeah. And and, and I got a question, and this is not a knock on Bonnie at all. I love Bonnie. Uh, she's great. But um, it, was she there? Um, and what I say by that is sometimes, and, and I don't mean all the time, but I would like to say, to me at least, 
maybe the majority of the time, it just feels like she's not really there. I think she has so much going on and or, or not going on, which, which I think is part of the problem. Um, I think she she's a stressor. Right. And right, I don't think she, I don't think she's the kind who can just live in the moment, if that makes sense. Um, whereas and, and Christian's like that a little bit, too. Like I could see the, you know, I could see the stress behind the eyes and hear yeah. it in his voice all week. And it, it made me a little sad because I know that. And even when he was being goofy, you could tell that he's just, you know, he's got to be thinking about like feeding his kids and keeping a roof over their head and, and, you know, keeping them healthy and safe and everything with all of this that's going on. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, it, and I'm sure that's going through her brain as well. Um, not kids and stuff, but just like, you know, when she first started coming on the show, she was telling us about, you know, f- getting jobs is really hard, um, you know, because she's not 20 something anymore. And, you know, she can't play the hot young college kid or whatever. And, you know, paying rent and all of that. So I think she just carries her stress with her. Whereas someone like Brett, even though he carries it with him, he doesn't burden others with it. Right. Yeah, she just seems like she's always, she's somewhere else in her head. Like she's just, she's in deep thought about something that is not related to being on the show. Which, and and again, I'm not complaining or knocking on her. I'm just saying when, when I watch her on the show, it just, to me, that's the impression I get. Like she's just got a lot going on in her head and she's not 100% there. Yeah, no, no, I, I feel ya, and that day wasn't the f- most fun of the days this week, although it was really hard to have fun anyway, because as I'm saying all this, I myself am also stressing out, because suddenly, I mean, I'm still employed, so I'm still doing far better than a lot of people out there, but... um suddenly having to teach everything online and what that looks like and helping my coworkers who can't even turn on a flipping computer um, figure out how they're going to teach students online and give online tests and all that. So I, I feel her. It, it's hard to be present and in the moment. And then also having like a, a child screaming at me in the yeah. middle of all that. Fucking Darren, come on, man. Just drink the last <laughs> little drink of the stupid Powerade and she won't complain about it being in the fridge. Oh my god, I also forgot to tell you, um, you know the whole thing about the pancakes? The, yes, the, yes, yes. Yeah. He was like, oh my god, I had no idea that you were so upset that I didn't eat the pancakes. I didn't want them, but if I knew you were genuinely that upset, I would have eaten them. I'm like, me telling you I was upset was not the cue that I was upset? (laughs) That's so funny. Me telling you? Like, I I was so confused, because I literally, before I walked in this room to record this, was like, I cooked those. I spent time cooking that eat it and he's like men what are we gonna do with y'all I don't know um they there there was something I wanted to ask about which I didn't Christian and Bonnie were talking about it and Christian Christian kind of he seems to be a 
I'm under the impression that Christian thinks that procreating right now is irresponsible and a bad idea. Well, from the perspective of if you did not want to have a child anyway, yes. Also, I don't think, I haven't done my research. I don't know if we know what this virus will do to a fetus. Okay, so so you're thinking way too in-depth for me. I'm just thinking on the surface, like, I don't know. Right on. You're You're thinking on a completely different level than I am. Well, I'm thinking more like, okay, what if the the pregnant mother gets sick? Is she more likely to die because of it? Or is she more likely to pass something onto her child? Uh, is her child's lungs going to be compromised? Um, uh, can she get the care she needs? Because we're not too far away from hospitals being overrun if we're not careful. Um, also, just getting to the doctor for your regular checkups is going to be tricky right now. So, like... Yeah, don't, don't, this is not the time. Let's okay, wait a little while. Buzzkill McGee. But, but, <laughs> should you become impregnated right now, uh, don't name your child Corona, please. Ah, uh, that's great. I love it. Yep, name it Miller or Anhe- Anheuser. What? Anheuser. I'm naming other beer companies. Anheuser? Oh, like yeah, Bush? Anheuser Bush. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I don't drink no, beer. That's all right. That's all, I don't drink beer either, but I, I used to, I don't know. I have a lot of friends who do. What can I say? Um, uh, I know what you can say, Kaylin. You can say, Wade, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. Actually, I do know shit. You do? Is oh, he a nice okay. guy? No. No. I don't know not. shit. Um I've never met him before. And I've only seen him in the uh, in the Dogma movie, so I don't know. Wouldn't that be such a cruel name to give your child? What? Shit. Shit. Oh shit, yeah. You little oh. shit. We'll oh, see. That'd be so- yeah, that would be great. We'll see that and, and real quick, and, and I'm not going to let us get sidetracked here, Christian. I'm not going to go off the rails here, but that made me think of a little side note. Um, I went to a, I went to school with a kid named John Dick, and Aww, he, he his dad he, his dad was John Dick Senior, and the kid I went to school with was John Dick Junior. So when you would call their house you would say, is John there? And if it was the mom or the dad, it didn't matter who answered, whoever answered, their response would be big dick or little dick. <laughs> Loved it. It was the greatest thing in the world. I always loved that. Yep, John Dick. You call up there, is John there? Big dick or little dick? Little dick, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a terrible so nickname to have. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not really a nickname; it's his actual last name. I know, but it's a terrible way to for which to be uh, right. categorized. Would you, okay now if you if Dick had to be a part of your name, would you rather it be your last name or your first name? <sighs> last. I think I would go that route too. Yeah, I actually went to school with someone whose last name was Butts. And someone whose last name was Dix, D-I-X. Um, hmm. And after a while, the joke quit being funny. So 
you know, you get over it at some point. Yeah. See, I would, I, it, now what would be cool is if there was someone with the last name tip and they named their son, Dick. Oh no. Dick tip. That would be great. No. Or no, bib. No. It, no. It, it, bib. Or <laughs> oh, yeah. God, yeah. Dick again. bib. Last oh, name, bib, first name, Dick. So anyway, anyway um, sorry. <laughs> we both write at the same time anyway. Um, so I do have a question for you. Yes, yes. Okay. I assume the answer is yes, but given the choice, would you prefer to have the full crew in the room? Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, yeah. Me too, for sure. It's sometimes fun, but, you know, it's just the dynamic of having so many people in there and having someone run the switchboard who, you know, yeah. is a little bit better at it. Um, <laughs> God yeah. bless Christian. He tries. <laughs> He tries. Hey, he um, was doing great during the you don't know shit bit. That was so – I have watched that, that like, two, three minutes, whatever it was. I've watched that probably 20 fucking times. It is so good. He 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 is definitely improving. And on a similar note, he learned how to work StreamYard, and it worked fine the first time, which I was super proud of him for um, because – if he can't have lots of people in the room together for backstage, StreamYard seems like the way to go because we got to see so many different competitors and people like come in, like pop in and out and give their two cents and whatever. Did you watch backstage this week? No, I did not, but I am familiar with StreamYard. That's what Multiplex uses, and that's what we're going to use when we start doing uh, this show on video form for YouTube. So um, I'm just, at the moment, I'm trying to familiarize myself with StreamYard. Uh, I just, I'm I'm extremely computer and tech stupid, uh, and I just, I do not <laughs> understand any of this shit. So it's it okay. just takes me a little bit longer and a lot more juice in, in my brain to uh, process it. But uh, I am familiar with the StreamYard, and uh, uh, it is cool that they started using that for the backstage, especially because of not being able to be in the same place. So it, I didn't watch it, no, but it sounds like it, uh, it sounds like it probably going to work out pretty well, did it then? Yeah, because... The thing with backstage is they usually would have Bateman and or Roka, depending on if who was in town, and then maybe a third person or maybe just one of them and someone else. But then the last couple of weeks, they figured out how to actually have people call in. So every episode lately, we've been getting different people calling in, which is great because you get to hear from different people, especially if they're currently talking about something related to that manager or that player. Um, but with this, we actually got to see everybody. So Shannon Barney was actually in there at one point and she was, you could tell she was, she had to have been like in the corner in like her break room or so, back room or something at work. And she was in her scrubs. Oh, wow. Um, and called in for a few minutes. And then um, Bibiani was in for a few minutes, as was his cat, which was adorable. And, <laughs> you know, and we had Christian and Roka and Bateman in there the whole time. And then later, Mike Kalinowski called in. And I guess by that point, Shandon had made it home because she popped in, in like she was in the background. So 
it was a great way to get sort of people in who maybe couldn't give you the full two hours. Um, and certainly probably however their schedule is could not have driven to Christian's house, stayed the two hours and then driven back to wherever they go. So my thoughts are when things get back to normal, what I would love to see them do is still have like Roka Bateman and maybe someone who can stay on the whole time in the room together but then yeah. utilize StreamYard to bring in other people who can, you know, who just are going to talk about something specific, maybe, and then have to go, like a Bibiani, like a Shannon, like a Mike, um, uh, so that we can actually see them. So I really like it. I think it's doing great for what's, you know, what what's going on with them right now, and and what's going on in the world right now, where they can't all be in a room together. Um, so I actually really, really liked it. And I get Christian's like, I absolutely do not want to do that for SEN Live because he feels like that would totally ruin the vibe. And I totally, totally get that. But backstage is a little more, first of all, it's more PG, but it's also yeah. a little more kind of informative versus goofy. Yep. So yep. it totally works for backstage. And I, I think that they should definitely keep doing this. Um, and as I said before, he figured it out on the first shot. So I was really proud of him for that because we all know technology. Well, it's no one's friend, but certainly not Christian's friend. Um, yeah. So and and we're going to have to do a test on that because I, I really do want to get this show to a video format uh, for YouTube as well. Of, of course, we're still going to do it in podcasting form too, but I would like to get us to video format for YouTube as well. Um, I think I just think it'd be fun and a little bit more entertaining. Take it up, take it up a level. Uh, so yeah, I mean, no offense, Christian, but if you can figure it out, I'm sure I can. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who couldn't figure out how to play a game last night. I know. Oh. I don't know what the fuck, dude. I oh my gosh, we were oh. on David B's Twitch stream last night playing some games and. Uh, I, yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I could not figure that out. I felt, I was getting uh, so frustrated. <laughs> and he was like texting me like, I don't know what to do. Where's the website? I don't see the website. I don't see the game code. Am I supposed to, like, it was just so funny. I was like, <laughs> you are such an old man. I know. I, I do. I do. I feel like I'm, I really do feel like I'm turning into a grumpy old man. Damn it. Oh, fucking everything's was... stupid. It is. Everything is fucking stupid. Shit used to be so fucking simple, dude. You know, a piece of paper, a pen, a, a fucking folder in a filing cabinet. Shit used to be simple. Now it's like, hey, uh, fucking, you can only do shit on your phone. It's like, what? Anyway. Yeah. Well, this week, clouds. this week, <laughs> clouds, oh my God. Damn clouds. So this week, Christian made some announcements and yes. a couple of them were little. One of them was that for a little while, we're only going to get one match a week in Schmodown, which makes sense because he only has so many pre-taped and taping is going to be an issue for a little while. Um, so that obviously didn't happen this week. We got our two matches this week, but I'm assuming starting next week, we're only going to get one match. Um, and we will talk about those matches in a minute, but the bigger news he announced, which is 
news I'd been holding on to from Atlanta, um, which was a secret. Oh, this was the one that you were telling me that you couldn't say until it was officially announced. Yeah. I didn't even, y'all, I didn't even tell Jay Wade. I just wrote Yeah, I had no clue. Um, Which is that ESPN is going to write an article about the Schmodown. So That's great. Their, one of their esports writers was already a fan of the Schmodown, and Christian noticed that he was liking things. And Christian, I guess, talked to him and was like, hey, I'd love for you to, to you know, write a write something about this or would you be interested in that or would you like to you know come see what we do and whatever and the dude was basically like dude i've been a patron for like two years oh yeah that's yeah and that's amazing so he's gonna write an article he and the guy um oh i forget what his real name is because his twitter handle is like fion on fire um yeah it's tyler isn't it is it tyler fion Ty- no, that's not his last name. I don't actually know what the Fion on Fire means, but oh. um, but he actually posted on Twitter okay. that, uh, you know, confirming it and saying he already has six hours of interviews. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I just, uh, I can't wait to see what he writes about it. And I really hope it gets some exposure. And, you know, as soon as that thing gets dropped, all of the Schmodown fandom is going to blast that thing all over oh hell um, yeah we're gonna blow twitter the fuck up look uh <laughs> manscaped put out something on twitter about what manscaped put something on twitter just asking like hey who just in general who do you follow like what creators or podcasters do you follow that we could reach out to for sponsorships and i started reading like i commented and listed some um and but did I, you put our show on there? I, I put Merck, like gen, in general, Merck with a right. movie blog. Um, right. I don't think I tagged you in it. I think I tagged Merck with a movie blog in it because I think Josh went back and, and like retweeted it or liked it or something. But I started reading through and so many of the talking about SEN. That's all. So like SEN was just like blowing up their comment section. That's so great. So. The thing is, when we do something, we do it all the way. <laughs> so don't get us, the fandom, involved in something if you don't want us to go full out on it. <laughs> that is true. Yes. So this is really awesome. I've been holding on to that for a little while. I didn't... I honestly, when all this started happening, thought, well, that's going to be put on a back burner for a while, so I'm sure we won't hear about it. And like, I put it out of my mind. I didn't expect this to be dropped. Um, oh. Yeah, this right is going to be great. I can't wait for this article to come out. Yeah. And honestly, now is a good time to do it because every sport is on hold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so what? what is ESPN writing about right now except for, like, you know, trades going on in the offseason of the NFL and stuff like that? Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. They um, all fucking suck. <laughs> poor Roxy. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't care about NFL or well, the Patriots I, or Brady. I, I don't care about any of it in particular either. 
Um, I care about it to the extent that I like my husband to be in a good mood and he's in a better mood when the Saints are winning. So, I mean, that's that's the extent of my caring. But I care for Roxy and her sake because, you know, just way to kick her while she's down. Right on. It, it, it's a sport. It's it's NFL, which sucks anyway. It's the Patriots and it's Tom Brady. I think it's funny. I do not care on any level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, th- okay, so what's up with this IG wheel slice controversy? I don't understand. A movie is a movie. It doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. It's called Movie Trivia Schmodown. It's okay. not called some movies trivia schmodown. <laughs> so uh, the general gist has been um, that basically um, it was the understanding of a lot of people that if you were playing in singles or teams, you could not put an IG slice on the wheel unless it was a uh, what's it, like a championship match. Christian then came out and said that was never true. He doesn't know where that came from. He doesn't know why people were saying that. Then he said they're they're free game, which I completely understand because uh, as my Venn diagram demonstrated that I put on Twitter, um, (laughs) the inner geekdom movies live within the universe of all movies, and the Star Wars movies live within the little circle of inner geekdom. So it totally makes sense for me. Now, the only thing that maybe, strictly speaking, in the rules of the game wouldn't make sense is if you literally just have a list of wheel slices and you just say these are the only ones that you can pick from. It is unfair, I guess, if you tell one person that the inner geekdom slices aren't on that list and you tell another person that they are. In that respect, it is unfair. But in terms of should inner geekdom not be on the wheel at all, no. Like, a a Harry Potter movie is a movie. A Lord of the Rings movie is a movie. Now, then there was talk about, like, oh, so someone could put two different IG slices on the wheel. And then it was like, oh, well, they should only be allowed to do one, not both. Then movies. Yeah, then what Christian decided was... Instead of doing any of that, in singles and teams, you could put an IG slice on the wheel, but it is literally a slice that says inner geekdom. Mm. So it is a mixed bag of inner geekdom. Which, in theory, if you're an inner geekdom player, you've studied all those categories and should be able to get some of these more surface-level questions. But... The conversation that happened from there was, is that fair to throw, because this is essentially a new slice, is it fair to throw a new slice into the mix this, like, we're two months into the season? Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't I It doesn't know. really matter when you go back to their movies. Does it really matter? Their movies. No, it matters in the sense that... Um, when rules change, they should change for the whole season. <sighs> so, but, but, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. What is this? I don't understand what this has to do with rules. They're all movies. No, Why are what there I'm any saying... rules here? It doesn't matter if they're from Star Wars, Inner Geekdom, 
it is singles types. They're all movies. I don't understand at all what the issue here is on so, any level. So the issue is, even though every movie could come up somehow, some way, there are only certain slices that they have made categories for round two, right? Like, they don't have every single actor available as a slice. There are certain actors, there are certain directors, there are certain, you know, pretty much any genre is up there some way. uh, Okay, so so people are just, they're upset because now, because if a new slice is put on the wheel that wasn't there at the beginning, then they haven't been studying for it. Is that what the issue is? Correct. It's not people saying that inner geekdom movies shouldn't show up. It, it doesn't saying. matter. It's bullshit. It, it is a movie, it, it, and I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm getting a little worked up here, and I'm not, like, arguing against whatever you're saying. I'm just giving my opinion. Um, I, t- that's bullshit, though, because a movie is a movie is a movie. It's movie trivia schmodown. It's not some movies trivia schmodown. It's not movies I studied trivia schmodown. It's movie trivia schmodown. And that that then puts it on each competitor to do whatever training they feel necessary for them. And if that means that they're not covering certain movies, then sorry, you're shit out of luck, man. I I just I don't see the issue with changing out slices or or anything like that, especially when the reason is because I didn't know and I haven't been studying for this specific movie. No, but it's a movie trivia showdown, so you should be studying movies. Yeah, it, it's no matter not a, what genre or whatever. Yeah, that's where I come from. So the people who are upset with it are the the strategists, you know, the Ben Batemans of the world, who I think we all know they're not. There are people who are completely knowledge based, like your Ethan Irwin's, right. And there are people who are strategists, and yes. this is the strategist being pissy. Um, and I don't, frankly, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like them as much. I like the knowledge people. I like the Dan yes. Merles, even the Rokas. Roka is sort of somewhere in between, but he's he's much more of a knowledge based person. He does, you know, like he's not going to nitpick over a, um, like he's going to study whatever's in front of him, you know. Right, right. So I don't, I don't like the nitpicking and all of that. Um, just like I don't like the whole the thing. Like, if you understand the essence of what someone's like, someone obviously knows the the movie. You're really going to nitpick a word. No, see, I got to disagree with that because because basically what you're saying is he knows what it is. Okay, we'll say. Say, uh, uh, say I'm asked a question in a specific actress and the answer is, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. Say I don't pronounce the last name right. I have the last name wrong, but I know who it is. Say I even say, you know, oh, it's so-and-so from this, it's blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like, well, you didn't say it right, but you know it. No, that's wrong. Um, that's definitely wrong. I'm talking about the whole, like, did they remember to put the the in front of the whole freaking 
title of the... Sometimes it can matter. Like, Thing and The Thing, I get, and Room and The Room are different right, movies. Right, Like, yes. But, right. like, the whole The Girl with the Pearl Earring thing, like, bullshit. I call bullshit. That should have never been challenged. But whatever. We're getting off topic. Um, but basically, it's it's just people being pissy is what it is. They're just being pissants. You know, real quick, and not going to get off on this because this is old. This is from the New York live event, but um, I just I, it had never bothered me. I, I I didn't ever think about it on a level that bothered me until last night when I was thinking about which does bother me still that fucking botched ass bullshit call on on video drew's challenge in the looney bin match in the fucking tournament last season that was a fucked up fucking bullshit blown call um yes know how you feel about this but um the the sir lord attenborough thing the sir and the lord thing i never cared about it until last night when i thought about it and i was like you know what it really does matter it's either Sir or it's Lord. It is not both. And and if you don't, you know, if you want to be all like, ha-ha, I know that he's a Sir, or I know that he's a Lord, dude, do that. But if you get it wrong, you're wrong. If you, if you just want to play the game and win, then just say Attenborough. Just say the guy's fucking name without his title. But if you are going to say the title, then you damn well better get the title right. It was, I don't know which it is, but it's either Sir or it's Lord. And, and that does matter. It is one or the other, and one of them is wrong. So, but and, but you you will never hear me gripe on that in the future. You will forever hear me gripe about that fucking blown ass fucking call in the Looney Bin match in the tournament last year, though. <sighs> okay. Um, Such a botched call, man. Okay. Well, anyway, so this week we had two matches, and the first one was Chandru versus Brandon Hanna. I don't have a whole lot to say, except it was an inner geekdom match, and Chandru won. Yes, Chandru kicked his ass. Is it Chandru or Chandru? I don't know. Chandru. I'm going to go with Chandru. You go with Chandru. I don't know. I don't know. Say Chewbacca, I say Chewbacca. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, Chandru, he, he... he kicked his ass. I mean, well, it wasn't like it wasn't bad, bad, but I mean, he he he, he kicked his ass. So, the other match that happened this week was Oyama versus Roka in singles, and Roka won. Roka won by TKO. Now, here's the funny thing. I don't know if I've told you this story. I believe I have, but. Darren is not super good at movie trivia, so what he does is every question that gets asked, his answer is Eric Bana. <laughs> and Eric Bana's never the answer. But right. the very last question of this match, the answer was Eric Bana. That's great. And what had happened was I was putting I was putting Kelly in the bathtub, but I was still listening to the match. And when they asked the question and Oyama answered incorrectly and I heard Christian say, and your winner is, and you know, whatever, I turned the bath water on because at that point I didn't need to hear the rest of it. 
And then I just hear Darren screaming from the living room. So I don't know what he's screaming. So I yell back like, what, what? Um, and he's like, Eric Bana, Eric Bana. <laughs> and we ended up making the baby cry because she didn't know why Darren was screaming. And I was like, what happened? He's like, Eric Bana was the answer. He was so excited. So he rewound it because he wanted me to hear them say Eric Bana. Man, I, I feel great for Pookie. I mean, like, I feel like I just fucking won the World Series, too. You know what I mean? I'm like, I am living vicariously through Pookie, dude. We well, fucking got that one right, dude. He has had a heck of a week. Christian shouted him out, and then Eric Abana happened. He's just, SEN and Schmodown have just been very Pookified lately. So, he he's living the dream, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, man, that's so great. I guess from now on our Schmodown talk will be even less, even though we don't always spend a ton of time on it anyway. But it's going to be even more depleted because we're only going to get one match a week. Boo. But yeah. Understandable. Yep. That's all right, though. That's all right, though. We'll we'll still have fun. We're still going to have we fun will. here. It's going to be great. Of course. And maybe and, people uh, will get excited about something different next week. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, and, and uh, hopefully, Christian enjoys listening to this episode a little bit more. Not just, I and, and I didn't say that he doesn't enjoy listening. I'm just saying, hope, hopefully, he enjoys this specific episode a little bit more than he normally does enjoy them. Yes. So we are going to stop talking about this stuff now because we have guests this week. Yes, yes, we do. Yep, so we're going to go ahead and take our little promo break here so y'all can listen to some other, some, uh, some, some, some promos, I should say, for some other shows from Merc with the Movie Blog. And we will be back on the flip side with Alice and Laura uh, from Force Toast Podcast. Uh, they're a lot of fun, so uh, we think you guys are going to enjoy that. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Merc with Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, outlaw, or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolves, I talk about it all. 
so you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. And uh, be sure to listen to some of those guys. Well, I don't I say some of those shows. I say that every week. Listen to all of those shows. Of course, finish listening to this show first, and then go back and listen to the, those shows. Uh, we do some good stuff here at Merck with the Movie Blog. We're proud of it, and we want you guys to enjoy it. Um, now for the back half of the episode, guys, we got a couple special guests here. Uh, they, have a, they have a podcast together, Force Toast. Alice and Laura, how are you, ladies? Uh, Alice, we'll go with you first. How are you doing in these? Uh, uh, not maybe not trying times, but they are they are extremely odd and weird right now. How are you doing? You know what? I'm really good at binge watching TV shows, and I am in my element. Good to go. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Not much transition then. <laughs> how about you, Laura? How are you holding up? Oh, I may not be holding up quite as well, actually. I, uh, I'm i a lot more extroverted, um, I think, in my daily life than Alice is. So this has been quite the transition for me. Um, and it's been quite the transition for my company in the last week to go remote because we were not, I don't want to say we were not at all prepared. We were somewhat prepared because we were sort of in the in a period of like, hey, we should probably have like a disaster plan. Like what happens if we all need to work remote? Like we had been working on that for a few months, but we weren't ready to like execute on it at all. So this yeah. week has been very, I kept reading about it um, being described as baptism by fire with all of these companies that had to go remote. I'm like, that is a 100% accurate description of how my week has been. It's been just a shit show. So I, I, yeah, I imagine it's been a lot worse for our IT team, but it's been interesting for me to say the least. Oh, um, we're all I, we're all here now. That's good. <laughs> I, and I can relate to you there. I am pretty extroverted. I have lots of friends at work. I have my routine. And earlier this week, uh, I got on a group like a FaceTime kind of chat with a couple of people I work with, and like I nearly broke down just seeing their faces because. It's like, I'm just, I'm so extroverted. I love talking to people. I love being around people and just being in my house all the time is not my style. Yeah. Relatable. hundred percent. I'm a homebody. <laughs> too. Me too. So I feel, I feel just fine right now. Uh, but glad, glad we have the internet and glad we could all connect now. Um, especially considering our topic is Star Wars, which I love. And um, I think Kaylin's pretty much in the same boat as me here is we're fans and we enjoy it, but we don't do a lot of the, the comics and uh, the the canon that, that you want to get in the movies that you don't get. We don't get that because we're not big into the, uh, the comics and the books. Um, do love the animated shows, though, so that's great. Uh, but that's why we've got Alice and Laura here from Force Toast. Uh, but before we get into some Star Wars, will you, will you ladies tell us uh, how you got started with Force Toast, how all that came about? Yeah. Um, so can I cuss on here? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so Laura and I met doing Star Wars trivia around Chicago about two and a half years ago almost. And um we were both 
we didn't know each other. We were both going around playing pretty much by ourselves and doing really well. And the last one of the year, the trivia master was like, all right, you guys are meeting. Like, that's that. So we hung out. We exchanged what podcast we were listening to. And then with all of our winnings, we'd meet up and go to bars. And I kind of planted the seed of, well, what if we did one? Because we want to listen to people like us who just say shit and fuck a lot and like to drink and, you know, just, you know, have at it and kind of let loose. So uh, it kind of went from there. I guess, Laura, do you want to add awesome. on? <laughs> yeah. You know, you always, yeah. sometimes you word it the way, Alice, you say, say shit and fuck a lot. And I'm like, T- we don't do the verb like fuck a lot. We we say the word just like you know what just that did clear. That we did cross my mind. <laughs> yeah, that did kind of cross my mind after I said it, and I was like, no, no one will take it that way. But that's hilarious. Yeah, Laura's no, I'm correct. Confirm. Uh, <laughs> but no, that that's pretty much it. Like you know, you know, we met and we talked about Star Wars podcasts and Alice really I mean that really was how it went she was like you know what if we start it and I was just like no I don't want to do that that sounds like work and then like I started thinking about it I was just like well here's all the cool things that we could do and here's all the like different ideas I have and I was like well now you can't kill an idea and it's just you know it's just cemented itself in my brain so here we are a little over a year later and we've had a lot of fun with it and I like to think that you know we're kind of bringing something a little bit different to the table we wanted to make sure that our there were voices like us out there and now there are, and it's, it's been a really wild ride. It's been fun. Yeah. And, and the show's fun too. I've listened to a few episodes and the cussing bit is right. There's quite a bit of cussing on it, which I like. Um, <laughs> I enjoy that. I don't know why I enjoy it over just not caring all that much, but I actually, it enhances the listening for me. So that's always good. Well, and it's so, it's so interesting the more you actually get into this space to find, as a woman, to find the women in this space. You know, it's not, we're not as prominent. So when you see one, you're just like, oh, there's one. It's like a fairy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's great that y'all did that and that it's not necessarily prim and proper and, you know, playing the girl yeah unfiltered and unapologetic that is great that is awesome and i just i can relate to that a little bit i think because i think jayway would agree that sometimes we're a little unfiltered we probably should be a a little more filtered every now and then yeah yeah i'm I'm absolutely sure of that too although i will i will say now and i will forever defend this statement it is kaylin 99 percent of the time who drives us into that deep dark gutter it is not, although, yeah, well, anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so, we can't possibly have you on here and not talk about Star Wars. So, as Jay Wade said, he and I, you know, we both watched the movies. I've read some of the books. I really do like Claudia Gray. Um, so, I've read her two books about Leia, and I also read um, Phasma. And I have some other ones on my bookshelf with the other hundred books that I need to read. I guess this is a good time to do that. Um, But we don't, you know, we're not keeping up with everything, so we don't always know what's going on. But there was a lot of news about the whole Palpatine and clone and 
his son's a clone and all of that. Could you break that down for us and just tell us like your thoughts about that? I definitely could. Um, I don't think Alice read the novelization and she doesn't plan to, but I, I did read it. And um, so I can dive into that a little bit. I do want to address that really quick. You mentioned Claudia Gray and listed off a couple of her books, but you didn't mention Lost Stars. Have you not, have you not read Lost Stars? No, it's on my bookshelf. And oh, Kaylin, oh my God, you're going to die. It's so good. It's, you're going to, you're going to love it. I think you're going to love it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's on my bookshelf. I'm one of those people who I collect books in hopes of reading them one day. And I, I'm trying to check those off before I go buy more books to someday read. So uh, I'll try to get to it soon. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's totally fair. We're all, we're all guilty of that, of the collecting, I think. Um, so yeah, but so this Palpatine thing, this came up in the Star Wars, uh, the Rise of Skywalker novelization, this novelization by Ray Carson is expanded from the movie. So there's a lot of like extra scenes and sort of bonus material. And we know for sure that there are a couple of deleted scenes that were actually filmed and then ended up not being in the final film. Um, in the book, the book is so, so good. I highly recommend it. It, I, In my personal opinion, it made a much better book than it did movie, um, which I still enjoyed parts of the movie, but I enjoyed the book overall a lot more. Um, and there is sort of this little, you know, this sort of breakdown at the very end of, not the very end, I guess, towards the end of the book, where you sort of get into into Palpatine's head like as he's falling, it's like a flashback of when he's falling in the shaft of the Death Star 2 and kind of flashing back on some things and sort of then it kind of bounces back to the present day. And there's this this sort of whole thing that was really interesting and sort of felt necessary to include in the movie. And then they didn't for some reason. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I can I'm happy to dig into uh, whatever questions you have. So I'm just wondering, how do you feel about, when you watched the movie, did you interpret that Palpatine as a clone? Or in your head, did you think that was the original same Palpatine we've seen all this time? What did you think, Alice? I thought it was the original one. I had no concept of there being Palpatine clones, just because all we saw were Snoke clones, you know? So I was like, it never crossed my mind that that was not real Palpatine somehow magically plugged in and hanging around literally (laughs) (laughs) i'm very much in the same boat that's very much where i I came from there was no i didn't detect any hint of that uh reveal in the film at all and see me being so not as deep into this it never even crossed my mind to ask the question like i never even was i was just like oh it's palpatine like it never even formulated in my head as a, a possibility until this book came out and then i'm like wait what like and then uh oh so are y'all are y'all uh team raylo or or no oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna open up this can of worms um i think alice is is uh i'll let her answer on her own i think she's neutral at best i'm i would say that i probably identify as team raylo yes Uh, i'm shipping agnostic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like um, that so i didn't even and- know what it was until laura taught it to me but yeah it's not for me so anyone else uh, like that have at it <laughs> I, I um i I'm, I'm a bit of a, a raylo fan myself but i um uh, i hear there is a line 
in the book that makes it seem like their kiss was not romantic. It doesn't flat out say it's not romantic, but lots of people aren't interpreting it that way because it's it was a, a thank kiss of, you kiss, wasn't it? <laughs> a kiss of gratitude. Yeah, interestingly so. enough, when I watched the movie and when I read the book, I never want that never once crossed my mind. I never considered that possibility. I never considered it anything to be other than romantic and i am still to this day surprised that anybody would consider it to not be romantic because i don't generally feel any sense of gratitude towards anyone to an extent that makes me want to kiss them on the mouth for several seconds that's not generally my instinct and hold Maybe. Well, I mean, I, I can't say that. I mean, I'm a guy. Let's be honest. I'm a guy. And if a girl would allow me to kiss her out of gratitude, I would be more than happy to do so. <laughs> Maybe it's like one of those end of the world things. Like, I, it just, just crossed my mind. Think about how many babies are going to be popping out in nine and a half months. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Like a second generation <laughs> or second round of baby boomers. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, I did want to jump back real quick to the clone thing because it wasn't just, from what I understand, it wasn't just that, that, that Palpatine we saw was a clone, but from what I understand, and again, I just, I don't keep up with a lot of this. So most of is what I read in article titles or what I saw, see in YouTube titles, or, uh, sometimes I just can't be bothered to, I just go off the title and I'm like, okay, I know now. When in reality, I don't really know. Um, but uh, is it is it correct that Ray's father was a failed clone of Palpatine? Yeah. So I've got the excerpt brought up here. So I'll just read it. Because um, basically what's leading up to this is that the, the Sith Eternal, which are like the sort of Sith cultists, tried quite a bit and very hard to try and, and clone Palpatine. So it picks up towards the end of the book. Nothing worked, but their efforts were not entirely in vain. One genetic strand cast lived, thrived even, a not quite identical clone, his son. But he was a useless, powerless failure. Palpatine could not even bear to look upon such disappointing ordinariness. It's kind of a mouthful. Um, but it is, it is confirmed in this novel that, yes, the Ray's father was a Palpatine clone. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't see. I I I was on the flip side of of you three. I when I saw the movie, I just not. Na- well, I shouldn't say naturally because not everyone did. But for me personally, I assumed that that was a clone. But so that makes sense to me. Finding out or just a little bit of confirmation that he was a clone. But the whole. I don't know. It just feels it just feels really odd to me. A lot of stuff in this last movie, and then them putting that in the book about Ray's uh, parents. It just I don't know. It does it is. Am I the only one? It feels a little shoehorned in or something like. Maybe not shoehorned is the right word, but it just it feels like it. It, it was maybe forced in there, or it, at the very least, not well thought out. Maybe. I think it all goes back to the fact that there there really were sort of two types of fans going into this movie. There were fans that liked The Last Jedi and there were fans that didn't like The Last Jedi. And if you didn't, if you liked The Last Jedi and you liked the sort of direction that the story was going, 
I think you probably walked out of the Rise of Skywalker feeling that way, that some of these things were shoehorned in, that Ray Palpatine was shoehorned in, that somebody felt like they had to explain why Ray was so powerful, that she couldn't just be powerful on her own because she was Ray. So I, I think ultimately it kind of comes down to that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you didn't like The Last Jedi and you don't give a shit and it doesn't matter. And that's fine. But that's that's very much the way that I felt coming out of the movie the four times that I saw it. I still haven't actually sat and watched it. I have the digital copy now, but I sat and watched the the documentary that was on it and haven't rewatched the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you're alone in that at all. I think, and we saw a lot of that in the Star Wars fandom coming out of the rise of Skywalker and very much since then. And especially now that the, the digital copy is out, it's sort of being reaffirmed that I think a lot of people felt like that and everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm, I, it's totally fine to me that some people liked the movie and some people enjoyed certain aspects of it. I enjoyed certain aspects of it. Um, but everything sort of with Ray wasn't really my cup of tea. And that's that's kind of where I'm coming from, too. Um, I think it was like JJ had his idea in The Force Awakens and then wanted to carry through his original ideas. And maybe just because he started all sorts of stuff. So this was really kind of like a sequel to The Force Awakens more than to The Last Jedi, kind of. If that makes sense. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, and you could you could feel that a little bit, and I uh, just not from being focused on Star Wars, but just from you know knowing things and or hearing people talk about things in this space. I think we were probably all very aware that of everything that went down with JJ, and then Ryan Johnson, and then Colin Trevorrow, and then back to JJ, and all of that. Um, so you could definitely feel it, uh, but. It makes me wonder what number two of the trilogy would have looked like if it had been like a, a you know a thorough completed story before it had they been planned started. out from the beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I feel like one probably would have looked very similar. I think three, well, uh, technically, I guess seven and nine. Seven and nine would have looked very similar, but I think nine might have landed better if eight had led into it and given you little nuggets to make everything make sense instead of feeling just like it got like piled on you. Well, like I've, from what I've uh, heard of Trevorrow's script, it actually sounded like it would have made me possibly enjoy the last Jedi because it felt like from what I had heard about it, it tied in the last Jedi and force awakens and all of this stuff. And that was because I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi. And um, and just like you guys were saying, Episode Nine feels like two movies crammed into one. And it just, when, when, I, when I did hear, uh, I, it was uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, yeah, uh, got, the, got the, uh, the Colin Trevorrow leaked script. And it made so much sense. And I was like, man, I really would have liked to seen this. I mean, like what you were saying, it should have been planned out all the way through from the very beginning. But if they didn't do it that way, it sounds like Colin was on the right path for episode nine. To me, at least. I agree with that to an extent. I liked some of his ideas. Um, not all of them, but I did like some of them. And it's been a while since I've read the script. So I, I can't, I don't remember a ton of specifics, but I just remember I, I was one of those people for a really long time. You know, people would say like, oh, yeah, it's just like so weird that they didn't like 
plan out the trilogy from start to finish from the beginning. And I was like, oh, no, but they did, though. They definitely did. Like, before episode nine came out, I was fully, like, in the camp of, like, defending Lucasfilm being like, oh, no, they definitely have a plan. Like, they wouldn't they wouldn't go into this without a plan. And now I sit here and I'm just like, you paid $4 billion for this thing and you started the story and you didn't have a plan of how you wanted it to end? Like, what the flying fuck? $4 billion. Like, wrap your mind around how much money that is. And then that they just, like, went and flew by the seat of their pants for three movies. Like, how much money they spent on each movie to make those with no plan from the beginning. Like, can you even imagine? <laughs> uh, and and it's such a, a reverse from all of these, like, the universe, the whatever, the universal monsters thing, where they're like, we're going to make 17 of these, and we already know what the 12th movie is going to be about. And <laughs> the mummy was like a disaster. And this, you know from the beginning that this can go on because it's gone on for so long before it. So the fact that they had not thought that through, except to say, we're going to make three more because we made three the first time and three the second time. So we got to make three the third time. And that's like the only thought that they had is, is very, it is concerning. And for me, it's not so much concerning for, from the perspective of the actors or the directors or the writers, it's from higher up the bigger picture people. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like just, just a complete lack of forethought, but especially from people who've been doing this for years, Kathleen Kennedy, especially she's, she's great uh, in the producing, excuse me, in the producing position. Um, Yeah. That was unexpected for sure. But um, with the Mandalorian, uh, the you know if, if that gives us any insight as to what what they're at least hoping to do and if they're hoping to do more of the the type of content as far as quality that we get from the Mandalorian for the other Star Wars shows then i think we're looking pretty good at least on the on the tv front but in the Mandalorian i just i love that show it's such a great show and we have the news drop today that uh, Ahsoka Tano live action will be played by Rosa- Rosario Dawson, um, who is great, and I can absolutely see in that role. Um, I am with the camp who just you not not uh, I'm not mad or nitpicky, but I would just like to know why uh, the voice actress was not, or maybe she was approached. I don't know. Um, I can't remember her name. It's it's. Do you guys actually? Yes. Ashley Beckstein is her last name. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I'm with Christian. He had said that today on SEN Live, just kind of, you know, didn't know if they had approached her for the role or not. But uh, either way, Rosario Dawson is, a, is I like that selection. Uh, how hyped are you guys for this? Are you hyped at all for this specifically? I'm waiting for it to be confirmed. So I'm just kind oh, of. Oh, it hasn't been confirmed yet. It's not official. Official. Right. Slash film is the one is the media outlet that dropped this little um, news bit today, which is great because they're they're a fairly I think reliable news source when it comes to you know dropping things like this and rumors like this. Um, but but it's hard to say, you know, I unless it's dropped by someone like 
the Hollywood Reporter or Variety, I tend to be pretty on the fence about whether or not it's fully believable. It sounds at this point like it is, but I'm also a little bit skeptical because I thought that season two of The Mandalorian had wrapped. So Gina Carano had posted on her her Instagram not too long ago that, that she had finished filming. And I think a lot of people had interpreted that as, oh, season two is in the can. Um, which may or may not have been the case. It may have just been that Gina Carano had wrapped and she was done for season two. I don't, I don't think anyone actually knows for sure. Um, but I, I think that this is, that this is an interesting bit of news. I, I like Rosario Dawson. I, I don't know her, much of her work. I know her from like Rent and that's, <laughs> that's mostly the extent of what I know her from, but, um, in terms of her film work and then I guess in, in Marvel's Daredevil as well. But I'm, uh, I'm sort of on the fence until it's, fully confirmed. I almost wonder if this is one of those things that was supposed to be kept under wraps and she was supposed to sort of be the equivalent of the dark saber reveal in season one. If maybe right. she just pops up at the very end of season two and mm. that was supposed to be our surprise. And I was like, well shit, did you all just spoil the surprise for the end of season two now? Like hopefully that's not how they approach it. Hopefully it'll be a sort of different interpretation. Cause you don't want to do the same thing that you did at the end of season one. That would sucks. And I, I think they have a higher standard established with the Mandalorian than that. So yeah. I'll, I'll be curious to see how it plays out. I'm also trying to figure out kind of where in the Canon it would make sense for her to show up, not with Sabine searching for Ezra in that sort of timeline that we know that's what she's doing at the end around the, you know, Battle of Endor time. Yeah. I haven't actually sat down and fully figured this out yet of where we're supposed to be yet. Um, I'm, I'm not totally sure. Maybe Sabine's yeah. going after the Darksaber because some shit goes down on Mandalore. So they show up to retrieve it or something. So we could potentially get Sabine in this in live action form as well, is what you're thinking. That would be great. No, I, I would like to see uh, Katie Sackhoff show up as Bo-Katan. That would be amazingly awesome, which I actually think that is going to happen. I really do. I think that's happening. I do too, and I think that would actually be a lot more appropriate in terms of casting. I don't know how much on-camera work Ashley Eckstein is really interested in doing. I mean, she runs her universe. She's got the whole women's clothing line for sort of geek clothing. And I know she sort of does this periodic voice acting as Ahsoka, but I don't, I don't, I don't follow her career as closely. I don't know how much actual on camera or even non Ahsoka voice acting she's really doing. I don't know if that's really her focus in terms of where she's at in her life and her career. Hmm. Now I, I don't know all of this as we've established, but I do recall that at the end of season one, when the, Dark Saber is that is that right? Yes. Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. Uh, when it shows up, uh, my husband goes, <gasps> and I'm just like, what? And he <laughs> explains to me what's going on. But then there's a lot of talk about okay, in in sort of the timeline, who was the last person we would have known to have it before it magically shows up here? And I can't remember who that person was. Was it Sabine? It was Bo-Katan, wasn't it? Yeah, Sabine handed it over to Bo-Katan okay. um, before she left Mandalore. Okay, I remember, I just vaguely remember this being a big conversation and then people being like, but then how are, you know, how does it fill in? Um, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, I wonder if the news is wrong slightly in that she's actually being cast for season three if they already wrapped two. Wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. 
one thing I had thought about was, I mean, it was years ago, like three, four, probably around four years ago, where uh, Dawson was going around saying that she wanted to play Ahsoka in live action. So that popped in my head when I saw it was just what are the chances that someone talked about it four or five years ago wanting to do it and then it actually happens. I hope, you know, I just hope we see Ahsoka. Uh, whether or not it's Rosario, I don't know, but I, I would love to see Ahsoka. Um, but yeah, the, the questions of... Uh, the wrapping, because as far as I knew, uh, yeah, Laura, it was the entire series that had wrapped as far as I, I was aware. So very interesting. And then I would, I would imagine that if Ahsoka was in it, yes, like you guys had said, it would be a secret and that would really suck if it was supposed to be like a big secret reveal thing, which I would imagine it would, it would have been, um, I don't know, but now, now just listening to to you all talk, I'm, uh, I don't know. I find myself not less excited, but less um, enthusiastic. Maybe now that now that I say that, I'm wondering what the difference is between excited and enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> they um, kept Baby Yoda a secret. They and that's did, like and the that's best thing ever. <laughs> That's true. That, that that was insane. That first episode, that that reveal. Oh my gosh! Like I, I didn't know Hollywood was capable of keeping a secret like that. Do we think that that really is a clone of Baby Yoda, or is it just another one of his species? We don't know, do we? Isn't that the point? Well, I mean, I'm saying uh, no, we don't know. But I'm saying, what do we all think? I don't want it to be a clone. I don't want everything to be a clone. Why can't Actually, it just never be consi- a- I never even considered that it would be a clone. That thought that thought has never crossed my mind. I just assume that it's another, you know, version of the same species. I, I just so. thought Yoda's species. But, they, I mean, they did have that scientist whose patch was like the Camino emblem. So I think they were, they like knew about Yoda. They found the baby Yoda and were like, oh, what if we clone him? Because remember Yoda? He was powerful and shit. So, yeah. My my interpretation of all of that was kind of, I, I, okay, this was before Rise of Skywalker came out. So my thinking was that they were wanting the baby Yoda not to clone him, but to, to try to extract the metachlorians in order to use them <laughs> to help um, clone Palpatine, to help with the Palpatine's oh cloning God. process. Because if you think about it, this is just right. This is right about seven hours or seven hours. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> out of it, guys. This is about seven day seven days. Holy shit! <laughs> this is about seven years. We got it now. <laughs> this is about seven years after Return of the Jedi when Vader threw Palpatine down the down the chute. So, to, in my mind, that made sense that that you know that they were they wanted this little baby Yoda to try to use its force, its metachlorians, to help with the the cloning process of Palpatine. That's how I kind of like to look at it. Where the hell did you get this idea? Like this, this theory? Because there were rumors that Palpatine was going to be in episode nine. And like I said, in my mind, I just, 
I just assumed he was a clone because we know of clones. So I assumed that he was a clone. I assumed that uh, that when he was thrown down the shaft, that he that that form of him actually died. So in my mind, it just made logical sense that they that they're trying to get the emperor back. And if he shows up in nine, like it was rumored at the time, then that could be a tie-in, not not necessarily direct tie-in, but it could be a roundabout tie-in. And maybe that was like the true intent of uh, of the empire trying to get Baby Yoda back then. I, I like know. that theory that like the scientists and that Moff Gideon were sort of like in cahoots with the Sith Eternal in some way, and that they were this whole thing sort of goes straight to the top. I, I'm I'm down with that theory. I think I kind of like that. I think if that turns out to be true, that would actually be maybe the only way you get people on board with Rise of Skywalker who are, who think that the Palpatine cloning thing is just bullshit. Like they may go back and say, <laughs> "Oh, well." okay, yeah, I can see this now, or something, you know, because there are lots of people who are like, why was he there? Why was he even in this movie? Why was he a clone? Blah, blah, blah. And so it may make them stop bitching. But I don't know if that's, like, at all the goal of the Mandalorian show. Oh, we'll, still find, the we'll still find something to bitch about, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, funny. yes, we're good at that. Oh, yeah. Um... But before we wrap up, is there is there anything else that's going on uh, in canon that that we may not excuse me that we may not be aware of that that you can fill us in on something that well like I said we don't keep up with a lot of the comics and stuff but is there anything that stands out in your minds that that we may not know about that that you think we should know about the only real Ooh. big thing is the higher public announcement, but we don't know much about it until that first book drops in July or August. Uh, August, I think. Um, Alice, do you want to mention like the, the rise of Kylo Ren comic at all? Oh yeah. Oh, that, that was really cool. Oh, what's this it's already out. It's, so it's four issues. And the way it was originally described is it shows from Ben to Ren. And oh, it's kind wow. of, you see a little bit of Snoke and Padawan, Lerner, Ben, and then kind of how he takes on his persona. Um, so it's really, really good. I think the second issue was the strongest, but it's only four. I highly recommend you can get it on digital and, um, you know, just scroll through everything on the yield iPad. But it's super good, super interesting. You understand the Knights of Ren a little bit more. And then also you see differently kind of how shit went down at the uh, at Luke's temple. So my husband pre-ordered the, what's it called, where they like put it all together? Collection. Yes. Uh, he, you can tell I read, I read uh, comic books. Um, and That's really funny. We're not, huge, we're not huge comic readers either. Like this one was in particularly really, really good. So we made a point to read it. But yeah, no, we're in the same boat. Like we don't keep up with the comics super closely. We just kind of every now and then we're like, oh, we hear it's good. Let's check this out. Yeah, well, he pre-ordered the collection because he wants to read it all together. And he got so excited because whatever date it is, it's like May. It's coming out like May 14th or something like that. But he thought it was March. So when oh. that day rolled around, he was like, it should be in my mailbox. And it wasn't. And then he looked, he was like, oh, my God, it's not till May. He was so disappointed. Poor guy. 
<laughs> well, I don't know how I'd survive. Like it was, it was coming out, you know, every other, however many weeks, I don't know how, how often it was coming out. I think it was like every two weeks or something. Um, but like the minute I logged on to Twitter in the morning, if I didn't read that comic, like the first thing I did when I woke up, like you are instantly getting spoiled because people just like can't hold back, but that's Star Wars Twitter for you. And that's a whole nother, a whole nother <laughs> discussion. Um, so yeah, it was, it was nice being able to keep up with it at the time. It really is well done. Anybody who sort of knows, if you know anything about Star Wars comics, you've probably heard the the name Charles Soule. Um, he was the writer of this, of this little mini series and he just knocks it out of the park with every series he does. Um, and definitely with this one, it was, it ended up being really, really good, I think. Um, so the, I think in terms of like canon that we would recommend, that's probably the top of my list. Alice, do you have anything else that we've sort of gotten into recently that you that um, you recommend? Well, with comics, my number one recommendation is also Charles Soule, the Vader series he did, which you can buy in collections. I think it's 25 issues total, but it is amazing. It is so impressive. There's a new Vader series out now that's different. I think the Charles Soule one is maybe started like two years ago or something and it's done now. But um, I highly, highly recommend that. It picks off or picks up like right when Revenge of the Sith ends and like it's amazing. But um, I think that's it for comics for me. Let's I think see. in terms of in terms of books, if anybody plans to go to Galaxy's Edge, like by no means do you have to read the book Black Spire by by um, Delilah Dawson, but it makes it a lot more fun if you do. You get a lot more like little insight as to like who these people are and what their history is and what their motivations are, and you hear about the food and and it's little things like that that kind of just enhance the experience a little bit. I read it like when the book first came out and then reread it right before I went to Galaxy's Edge. Um, and it, it made the experience, it sort of enhanced it in a big way, which I really appreciated. Um, so that's one that I would recommend. I'm trying to think of other books that have like really jumped out or stood out to me. That are I worth think you'd want to read Phasma before Black Spire because they're two main main characters that are like highly highlighted (laughs) Kaylin you said that you read Phasma right I did wait back when it came out so please don't quiz me on it it's been a while (laughs) no we we wouldn't dare but yeah definitely worth like maybe browsing through like a summary of it really quick and then jumping into Black Spire because Black Spire does sort of serve as like a sequel to to Phasma in a very major way so it could be worth exploring if you're if you've got time which many of us do right now (laughs) i was very bummed with how she ended after knowing what i knew from the book i know i was too i had i was very surprised that we got no return of phasma on the rise of skywalker i would have i would have been curious to see where else that story could have gone with that character yeah i I feel like JJ probably had more ideas for how that was going to go, but you know, once someone's dead, although it's Star Wars, I don't say once someone's dead, it's hard to work with them, but that's not well, true. I mean, Han came back as a Force ghost, and he didn't even have the Force in him, so... He was not! He was just a memory. Oh, didn't didn't it come out that, 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 that Leia actually made that happen she made him come back as is in a in a sense a force ghost in order to actually save their son am i wrong in that or is that true do you ladies know 
read in the novel and from the dialogue in the script of the film, I don't think that he is in any way a force ghost, but that's just my interpretation. I interpret it very much as this is Ben Solo's memory that he's sort of projecting. And maybe Leia had some help in that, but I, I didn't, I didn't interpret it that way. I think it's totally fine if people do. You're that, you know, it's Star Wars. It's all open. That, to that was just something that I had heard. I didn't know. I was always wondering how the hell he showed up, but you know, whatever. It's Star Wars. It's a movie. You know, the the, the my biggest. I think in in all of it, my biggest gripe is uh, is Finn. Well, all of them, but especially Finn. They fly now. That makes zero sense. They've always <laughs> been able to fly, dude. Well, okay. Well, I, I don't think we brought them on here to debate the details of the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we've had a great time talking about Star Wars with you. Um, uh, we we let us uh, let well, we already know. We let our listeners know where they can find uh, your podcast at, where they can follow you at on the social media. It's uh, like I said, I've listened to a few episodes and it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can find our show in a lot of places. There's a full list on our website at www.forcetoastpod.com. Um, there's a tab called Where to Listen. And but yeah, we're on the big ones. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Overcast. There's a, there's a bunch of them, you know, all the major ones that we're on. Um, and yeah, we're, we're pretty active on Twitter. So follow us at Force Toast Pod. We're not quite as active on Instagram. That's also at Force Toast Pod. Uh, and Alice is at Slay All Day. And I am Shut Up underscore Laura. So we do trivia in all of our episodes, Star Wars trivia. But the gist of it is we drink wine and talk about Star Wars and we swear a lot. So that's, that's what you see is what you get. <laughs> that is an a, excuse to say shit story. and fuck. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) In whatever way you want to interpret that sentence. (laughs) Uh, See, uh, here again, I did not interpret it the way you did. So (laughs) I'm I'm actually looking pretty clean here once again. Oh, Wade, Wade, Wade. What are we going to do with you? I don't Um, know. But but all you listeners, uh, be sure to check out Alice and Laura's show, uh, Force Toast. Sorry about that. Force Toast. Um, it is, it is a very enjoyable show. Lots of shits and fucks, not those kinds, uh, and, and some (laughs) alcohol consumption too, which makes it more fun. Uh, but Alice, Laura, thank you both so much for your time tonight and for talking about Star Wars with us. You're welcome back again anytime to, uh, to give us updates on what's going on and all that. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This is a lot of fun, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. And, uh, Kaylin, uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you at on the social media? They can find me on Twitter and at Letterboxd at KaylinRose715. That's K-A-L-Y-N-R-O-S-E 715. And y'all can find me on the Twitter at JWade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. You can also follow Merck with a movie blog, on the Twitter at Movie Blog Merc, uh, you can find this show as well as our other shows that you heard some of the promos for earlier on the Merc with the Movie Blog feed. Uh, Anchor is what I usually direct everyone to. It's the easiest way, but find it on whatever platforms you use. And if you want some written content, 
There's a little bit you can check out on online at markwithamovieblog.com. But that is it for this week of SEN Afterlife, guys. Have a great, safe weekend out there. Uh, you know, stay clean. Um, stay away from people. Uh, don't be like me last week. I went up into Walmart when it was crazy, and I was I was invading people's personal space. I was running in front of their sneezes and coughs and, and soaking it all in because I was stupid, and I didn't think it was a big deal. It's a big deal, guys. Stay in. Stay safe. And we will be back next week. Bye.